you're listening to Men's Moment. My goal in this short Devo is to challenge you to live a Christ-centered life as a man that is full out and authentic in everything you do. So take these few minutes and enjoy some encouragement that will add clarity to your life's purpose, a man's moment of purpose. I really don't know what to say. For over a week, I have wrestled with words to say regarding the upcoming anniversary of the most fateful day so far for these United States for September 11, 2001, was a turning point for our nation. And so much has already been said over the years as each anniversary rolled by in the solemnity and reverence it deserved. Names of those deceased have been lovingly and dutifully called out again and again. First responders have been hailed, cherished, and remembered. Stories have been told of the heroism in the midst of ferocity and tragedy that day and beyond. Now we stand at another pivotal time in our nation. What will we do next? Where will we go? What is our future? This is a real issue because we also stand at a spiritual intersection in our nation. One fork of the road of that intersection leads to further decline as the spiritual light gently continues to fade into oblivion. Isaiah spoke of this several times throughout his prophecies regarding the Jewish people of his day. And you could read the very words that sound as though we, they were ripped straight from current headlines. If you look in your Bible at Isaiah 59, 7 through 9, as well as in the closely following verses of Isaiah 59, verses 12 and 13. Yeah, for that matter, read on past verse 13, and you continue to read much of what is happening in today's society. Now, the other fork of the road is quite different. It is the road that will lead to individual brokenness over the sins of our nation. It's a culmination of Second Chronicles 7, 14, and 15, and it'll bring about new joy, peace, and hope for our nation. But the choice of which direction to take is... Yours and mine. How, you ask, can an individual man make a difference in a nation? Well, start with brokenness. Spend time with God in prayer and open up the spiritual closets in your life that you really want no one to see. Then ask God to help you clean out that closet that holds anger and bitterness, lust, greed, selfishness, and so many other sins that we may harbor but don't really want others to see. Your brokenness will bring humility before a righteous God. And in Isaiah 66, the last part of verse 2, God says that will get God's attention. God will use your brokenness then to influence others. And just as one pebble dropped in a pond will create rings that radiate out and spread across the entire body of water, so can God do the same with you. Next, purpose in your heart to set the example daily of a righteous man of God. Look to adopt God's principles of righteousness in speech, actions, and thoughts. Galatians 5, verses 23 through 23, which is the fruit of the Spirit, is a great starting point for seeking to live life God's way daily. And if you catch yourself making the excuse sometime during the day that uh, I can't help that and fill it in with action, speech, or whatever, that's just the way I am, then stop immediately, and ask yourself, does that really square with what God says, or am I just making an excuse for sin? Finally, live your life like you really, really mean it when you say you're a man of God. 
Live such that your life is the salt that reveals and the light that appeals. Because of living actively for God, expect to see people seeking you and asking questions about your peace, your patience, your kindness, or whatever. 20 years ago, 19 men made a decision to become instruments of Satan in bringing about death, destruction, and suffering. Now, 20 years later, we get to make another decision to become a man of God that brings about joy, peace, and vibrant life in those we live with, those we work with, and those we just do life with. The time differential may seem immense, but you know what? In God's span of time, which is eternity, it's nothing. But the decision is still ours. Yours, mine. Let's make the right choice. In closing, I want to share a point from an unknown author about that terrible day in 2001. For those that have questions about God's involvement, it gives a unique perspective for consideration. Yes, it has been read and shared multiple times over the years, but I believe it's appropriate for this occasion. It's called A Note from God. You say you will never forget where you were when you heard the news on September 11th, 2001. Neither will I. I was on the 110th floor in a smoke-filled room with a man who called his wife to say goodbye. I held his finger steady as he dialed. I gave him the peace to say, honey, I'm not going to make it, but it's okay. I'm ready to go. I was with his wife when he called as she fed breakfast to their children, and I held her up as she tried to understand his words and as she realized he wasn't coming home that night. I was in the stairwell of the 23rd floor when a woman cried out to me for help. I've been knocking at the door of your life for 50 years, I said. Of course I will show you the way home. Only believe in me now. I was at the base of the building with a priest ministering to the injured and devastated souls. I took him home to tend his flock in heaven. He heard my voice and answered and came with me. I was on all four of those planes in every seat with every prayer. I was with the crew as they were overtaken. I was in the very hearts of believers there, comforting and assuring them that their faith had saved them. I was in Texas, Virginia, California, Michigan, and later in Afghanistan. I was standing next to you when you heard the terrible news. Did you sense me? I want you to know that I saw every face. I knew every name, though not all knew me. Some met me for the first time on the 86th floor. Some sought me with their last breath. Some couldn't hear me calling them through the smoke and flames, saying, Come to me this way. Take my hand. Some chose for the final time to ignore me. But I was there. I did not place you in the tower that day, and you may not know why, but I do. However, if you were there in that explosive moment in time, would you have reached for me? September 11th, 2001 was not the end of the journey for you, but someday your journey will end, and I'll be there for you as well. So seek me now while I may be found. Then at any moment, you know you are ready to go. I will be in the stairwell of your final moments. Love, God. Have a prayerful, thoughtful, 
and thankful week. That wraps it up for this week's Men's Moment. Take just one item that God put in your heart from this Devo and act on it today. While you're at it, take time right now to pass this podcast link on to another man and encourage him to listen and subscribe. Remember, there are no shortcuts to living like God wants us to. So man up and live your life with truth and grace. Love your family deeply, pray hard, and do all of your work like you're doing it for the Lord. <laughs> because you are. Blessings. Blessings.